Radio Zoom 118. From Vancouver, British Columbia. slightly more special edition of Radio Zoom coming out to you in this episode as we go mobile, but we also get to interview a rock star. <laughs> yes, again. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've had a recent yeah. string of, uh, of, well, you've been uh, booking some things and uh, we've got things going on in the future, but uh, I, I don't know where this is going to lead us, but uh, this is another example of the different things that you've been able to find in terms of your PR babeness for the <laughs> podcast. But it's not just anybody. I mean, these are bands that we really like. Yes, very much so. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's not so much us going in there just because oh, we're a podcast, but mm-hmm. also we're huge fans and we want to see the shows. And So who was it yeah. this time around? It was Sparta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More uh, specifically? Uh, we met with Jim Ward. Who is? The lead singer from Sparta. Mm-hmm. That's and we spent probably a little, little over half hour in the green room mm-hmm. once again, in the um, uh, in the, the back of por- portions of Richards on Richards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd call it a green room, but uh, it's um, <laughs> a little more cramped than that. But uh, in this, it's ep- blue actually. Is it? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, blue on one side and then a mirror on the other side. I I, I look around at these things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in this episode, though, uh, you'll hear the you know pretty much all the conversation. Uh, instead of uh, just running it straight through, I did do some minor tweaking to the editing, just adding a few things here and there. But uh, you know, we're, we're we're living and we're learning as we go along. And also, uh, you'll hear the humming of the little tiny refrigerator that's in the room. Mm-hmm. And uh, you'll hear me ask Rebecca multiple times if she uh, has anything. To, to ask because I just it's not because I was sitting there poking you or anything <laughs> no but I, mean, I, I it was kind of weird because people were coming in and out and I, I had my back to you at certain points so I didn't know what was going on so I want to make sure that you had your chime in but mm-hmm. it was just such an inter- interesting awesome time that uh, even I found myself difficult to to form uh, questions but I, I kept stumbling my way through it and we found a heck of a lot to talk about and just kind of went all around some about mu- music some not about music so We'll go ahead and, and get into it. We'll start off with a song, though. Which, which song? Um, <laughs> I don't think I looked at that before you started recording. <laughs> uh, this song will come off of their second full-length album called uh, Porcelain, which uh, this song is a fifth track on that album called Breaking the Broken. Sounds good. So we'll start off there, and they'll lead right into the interview. And then uh, we'll come back after the interview and give a little short review of the show itself. Okay.
keep recording. Back again in the backstage of... Hey. Here we are, once again, the backstage of Riches on Richards. It's a little different uh, this evening. Yeah. <laughs> Just getting a little bit of level here. But uh, we're back here with uh, Jim Ward from Sparta. We just booked down here on, on foot, so we're a little out of breath. But, uh, you know, we, thanks so much for taking some time out before the show tonight to oh, yeah. hang out. Yeah, no worries, man. Um, where were you guys last night? Uh, I was actually here last night. Oh, really? Yeah. So you've spent some time in Vancouver before uh, yeah. tonight? Yeah. Uh, so what did you do while you were in town? Uh, we got here about 3 in the morning. Oh, okay. Um, so I went and caught last call at the bar below the hotel. <laughs> and then uh, I went and bought some under-the-table beer from a Chinese restaurant. All right. And uh, I had a beer, and then I went to bed. It's <laughs> okay. pretty exciting. I wish you the name of that place. <laughs> we have a hard time finding beer in this town <laughs> late night. I'll get up later. <laughs> uh, did you do anything today? I mean, it was an awful day today with all the rain and everything. Um, I actually kind of enjoy it because uh, where I'm from, it doesn't rain that often. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty into the rain. Especially if it's like drizzling like this, I mean, it's not, it's totally different for me and and kind of exciting and relaxing at the same time. But so, yeah, I, I walked like eight blocks in it, and got totally soaked, and ate a ton of sushi. He's officially a Vancouverite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Jim, you, uh, I don't I don't want to get too much into the the whole history because it seems like so many. Well, Rebecca was saying that the interviews that you read, it seemed like a lot of it started out with at the drive-in and then went on from there, and I. I don't know, what, what was your take on that? Oh, just that that's how every interview started, so <laughs> we've already hit beer and sushi and rain in Vancouver, so it's already good. <laughs> so that's what we, we kind of do with our, you know, it's kind of like an uninterview. I don't know if you've ever heard that, but, you know, it's just kind of off the cuff, but what, uh, how many times have you been to Vancouver before? Oh, man, I don't know, like, I mean... I don't know, actually. I mean, I've played here a lot, and we lived here for two months while we made the first Sparta record. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah, we made it at the Armory, so we lived on North Vancouver Island and okay. drove through this every day, every day. So you're more familiar with the city than, uh, than I, I imagined. Yeah, yeah, I think we have a really good connection. And uh, I mean, for us to the city, I, the city to us has always been good. I mean, it's like, you know, this show sold out. It's uh, We always have a great crowd here. Uh, we have, I mean, really, we actually have a really good connection with Canada in general. And I, I don't exactly know why. I mean, I'm grateful, but um, we made a point to hit, like, a lot of cities I think bands don't usually hit. Um, and, you know, we'll continue to do so. My my wife is half Canadian, so I have a, kind of a, you know, a vested interest in this country, I guess. <laughs> so there's a similarity that you and I have, because I'm an American, but she's a Canadian. Oh, really? So, uh, it's a, you know, we can bridge that gap a little bit. Anyway. <laughs> uh, How long have you been on tour now? Um... This this tour has been, I think, somewhere around five or six weeks. Um, yeah, yeah, we have a, a couple more weeks, and then we have a week off for Thanksgiving, and then, um, yeah, I'll be doing more and more and more until thanks to uh, Christmas. Is that basically after week three? It's all the same. It's all a blur. Yeah, yeah, kind of. That's when your mind sort of drifts off into like, and then you're fully adapted to this life, which is a you know an interesting life. But <clears throat> I was going to ask, is what what is life on the road for more like for you because i don't want to say the cliche of what's ro- you know life yeah. on the road for sparta but you know i don't know um for me i actually I, I probably fight tooth and nail harder than the other guys to stay sort of uh sane or together i get really um adrift in and out of like the, just 
fucking loving it like the best thing in the world and fucking hating it like the worst thing in the world um but it's not a it's no big deal ah no worries people roaming in and out of here no biggie um I figured I was gonna ask you oh, speaking of touring I hate to complain about it cause I'm lucky to do what I do and uh oh no worries man uh, oh yeah yeah <laughs> rearranging so uh we can get in the back room here this is the se- this is actually where we did our uh, first interview uh, in with uh, when, <laughs> in the closet. No, with Aberdeen City. I don't know if you ever heard of them, but we got a chance to sit down with them uh, a couple weeks ago, actually. So, um, oh, but I was going to say about touring is that the traveling is the part that I really love. The, the getting to walk eight blocks to like a sushi restaurant I've never been to today, um, going into stores that I don't know, um, buying records that I've never heard of before because the you know what people recommend at this record shop would be different than what they'd recommend at my record shop. Um, so today I picked up the, the girl, the singer from Metric. Um, what's her name? Emily Haynes? Uh, right, yeah. yeah, I picked up her record, which I'm totally excited to hear. I heard it's pretty mellow and cool, and I'm pretty into that stuff. So. Sure, sure. Oh, get the move out of the way here again. Uh, I was going to ask you, though, too, is, uh, I mean, is, is roaming around on, on the highways, you know, across the North American continent, at least, uh, is it, is it kind of like uh, like for anybody you guys fight over the radio and stuff like that who's going to play what no the way the best way to describe what we do on tour is that it's sort of like a, a, a petri dish with like a lot of different amoebas and we can all shift and form around each other so that we don't we try not to like cross each other's boundaries or push each other's buttons too hard so things like the radio you just kind of have like a natural a weird natural n- feeling that like you know it's cool if you play your record that nobody likes once, you know, but don't play it twice in a row. Stuff like that, you know? Right. Um, I mean, I'm like a big fan of Billy Joel. The other guys, maybe not so much. So maybe I'll blast it while I'm cruising, but, you know, I try and respect that. And then I listen to, like, some terrible shit that they listen to and, and don't complain, you know? You guys something? No. No? Okay, sorry. I don't want to steal all the questions away from Rebecca here. She's totally my co-host in all this. Um... With with this tour though, I, I've noticed one thing that with your your website. Like you guys are doing podcasts, uh, mm-hmm. video podcasts mostly. But mm-hmm. uh, is that something that you guys are really first hand involved with? Is just uh, you know like the MySpace and, uh, and stuff we, like that. We were never really into MySpace. We weren't really into any of that stuff as much as as uh, the podcast came about because it's something that's creative for us. Something where we can. Um, and it's all Matt. It's all our bass player Matt does it. Where he just takes a footage and makes these really cool like three or four minute weird things like a lot of them are you know he'll unsync the mouth and the words and put delay on it and just like it's his expression and I think it's cool that you can sort of show that to people um, so quickly and, and, and through such a uh, you know it's not left to like sending it out in the mail and hoping people see it or whatever you they can just log on and, and check it out and I think it's pretty cool um, the more and more I, I, I watch him do it it's pretty awesome and I think, yeah, I'd like to do stuff like that, too, at some point. Well, does that uh, kind of correlate with uh, this short film that you guys are putting out? Is this out, or is this coming out? I, I'm well, the thing is, it, um, it came out at Best Buy in the U.S. That's who, basically because they covered the expense of, of sort of making it uh, to be released with the CD. Otherwise, the CD and DVD together would be really expensive. Um, so they kind of helped us out, and it was a good way of sort of getting the movie out really quickly. And then I think it'll come out on DVD later, or it'll be on iTunes or, or whatnot. Um, but it is out. I'm sure it'll be on YouTube before we know it. Um, 
but it's like a, a, it's a 16 minute movie it's not us doing it necessarily um, Tony sort of supervised and was like executive producer of it but it had like a proper writer and it had a, a proper director and a proper cameraman and like a crew and it's all shot on 16 millimeter and it's really beautiful and it's all actors and real like you know we had this great guy from El Paso named Zach Passero that did the animation for it yeah, he does a lot of animation stuff. Um, just a great dude in general. But. What's life like in, in El Paso, especially now that you're on the road so much? I mean, I'm sure that changes your your perspective on a lot of things. But I mean, we the one thing I pay attention to so much is the, the whole border th- issue going on, and you yeah. guys are on the front line down there. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We're definitely uh, we're definitely gearing up to to fight this one uh, pretty hard. There's a coalition of people that are getting together right now. Um, it's uh, <clears throat> the city. I mean, I love the city. I, I I love it. I was born there. I was raised there. I'm its biggest fan. Um, Bilingual? No, actually, I'm not. I'm not. I uh, yeah, stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it's lame. It was it was the difference between growing up um, in the public schools 20 years ago and and growing up in public schools now. I think probably there was uh, in the last 20 years. My generation is the one that sort of transformed the city into more of a. a bilingual, multicultural. I think before, my parents' generation was super segregated. We weren't allowed to speak Spanish in schools, you know, mm-hmm. so on and so on. So I think now, like, the kids, like, where it doesn't really seem like anything to me at all, like, I don't see anybody differently. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think my kids will be even more, like, you know, hopefully they'll be super bilingual and, or trilingual or whatever. And, but, it, yeah, it's totally embarrassing to not speak Spanish. It's, well, my, my, my grandmother actually grew up, was born uh, probably about two hour drive away from El Paso so uh, in Mexico or in, in Mexico oh okay yeah I, I can't really I only know what it is yeah I'm, I'm totally uh, gonna kick myself for not remembering that one but uh, it's definitely something that I'm, I'm very uh, interested in the issue with the border but one thing I, that we were actually talking the other night um, and this popped up on your MySpace page because we've been just kind of checking things out as you guys are coming to town uh, was this video that was posted on YouTube mm-hmm and it was of the video, or it was a video with the song uh, Taking Back Control. Right. And it was really weird, because a little before that, I just, you know, I've had to listen to the song probably about 20 times before I finally started sinking in, is there a political message back here? And, you know, yeah, this yeah. is, and, and then finally, she's like, it's weird that you say that. And she plays me the video, like, you know, this is what I was kind of thinking. Yeah. This home is this place. It us back on time and space. Is there kind of a, a political motivation and maybe like with your, your music but I, I guess I've never really picked it up before but maybe more so with this new album with threes oh that song in particular that song is I'm so I'm so frustrated with with American politics I'm frustrated with my generation where you know and I'm just as guilty for wearing a, a, a vote shirt at Coachella and, and you know trying to convince people to vote and nobody voted mm-hmm. you know again and it's sort of th- that song kept growing like as we made the record as we made the record to the point where I was I was really irritated. Um, like, I didn't feel like anybody in my generation is calling to arms, you know? It's like, yeah, fuck Bush. Okay, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't do anything. I mean, I say the same thing from stage, right? I said it for years. But now I'm saying, like, okay, that's enough. Like, 
You gotta do something. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean? Throw a Molotov cocktail, do something. Like, and, and I mean, I, I say that figuratively. Like, I wish more people would run for office. I wish we just, you know, infiltrate the system, get in, take back control. That's what it's about. Uh, lyrics are very, you know, painting my picture of, you know, leaving blood on every door. Like, this administration has ruined a lot of lives around the world, much less, you know, these kids that are coming back 18, 19 years old from Iraq that are so gone, they'll never be the same. And, you know, they're going to have families, and they're going to always carry that with them, and that's going to go into their children. It's like, same generation Vietnam, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Okay, I've got a brother that's over 40 years old, and he uh, is part of the National Guard, and he's getting sitting over there, and he has two kids. Right. So, I mean, it, it goes from the young ones right, to right, of course, the older yeah, generations as well. So. And the thing is, anytime we spend that, anytime we say that, people, you know, come back at us, anti-American, you're, you know, anti, you're unpatriotic, blah, blah, blah. Well, fuck mm -hmm. that. I think I am super patriotic because I want our country to be better. I want our country to be the great country that it is, and I don't want people dying. I don't want your brother going over there and coming back fucked up you know what i mean mm -hmm. i think it's wrong and uh but it's gonna keep happening if we let those politicians stay in power i mean they're they're truly evil 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 people and if there is a hell i'm sure they'll occupy a great section of it i hope so yeah. did you uh, put in your absentee ballot already for the vote actually, on tuesday i actually didn't i fucked up i missed oh. it yeah i know so that's the thing that's the I, first flight back yeah yeah, yeah. i'm from uh my only defense on that is that since it's uh senate and congress elections i'm from a really really heavily democratic part of the country i'm in west texas right. so but yeah guilty guilty <laughs> i fucked up you know you guys using this sometimes they change it up uh, Chill the beer that's over the ice. <laughs> Gotta get the pregame uh, cooled down, I guess you kind of say. Cold. Ice cold. Heineken seems to be the choice around here. Yeah, from the last time. Right. So we got to uh, also hang out with Electric Six, and that was kind of their uh, their, their uh, I like drink the, of choice. Uh, red Stripe. Do you uh, have a favorite uh, BC brew, being that you spent time here? Uh, no, 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 no. Um, <clears throat> God, I'm trying to think what we. I mean, when we were making the record, we were right across the street from the, uh, God, I want to say it was a Molson plant, but I don't know if that's what it was. Would that be the, where would that, uh, where would he be closer? You're on the other side of the bridge. You go over yeah, the bridge. Yeah, but by yeah, Molson. We were right across the street from that, so, yeah. Drink a lot of Molson. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in the studio, it was kind of hard, like, you, you, you got to keep that on the, you got to watch yourself, because you sit around so much all day, by the end of the studio, you just be like, yeah, be wasted. So with this, this uh, new record, though, with, uh, how did the, uh, what was the process there? Because I, I guess I didn't pay enough, enough attention to the story, but um, sum it up. Well, we, we spent a lot of time in this warehouse in El Paso that we got, and the idea behind that was that, uh, you know the beginning of Rattling Hum when the helicopter comes over, mm -hmm. uh, sort of the cliffs in Ireland, and then you see this, sort of this camera zooms in, and, and it's the band in the middle of this big warehouse, and the edge is playing this Van Diemen's Land song. Mm -hmm. um, that's how I wanted to start our record. I wanted to start it like it was going to be an epic album um, before we even got into writing it. 
And so we went and found not a warehouse that big, but a big warehouse um, that we could afford. And we didn't really have a label at the time. So um, we got this place. We moved everything we owned into it and started creating this album. We wrote for months and months. And then when we got tired of that, we moved to L.A. And we wrote in L.A. for a month. And, uh, yeah, about six months later, we were done writing. And then we started recording it. But Jeez. So that was recorded in L.A.? It was recorded, actually, in uh, Seattle and Malibu. Oh, okay. Yeah. I did the vocals in Malibu, and the guitars, me and Keeley did the guitars here. So. How's, uh, how's Keeley working out for you guys? Are you, things going really well with you? Yeah, he's awesome, man. He's awesome. I, I adore him. He's been a bright spot in a, in a gloomy time, mm-hmm. and uh, he really pushes me writing-wise, and his style just compliments us. You know, he walked in and like made the raddest adjustments to our sound. And it worked out really well. So I think, he's, I think he's great. What about the old stuff, though? Has he uh, changed kind of like how you perceive the old stuff? Or? Um, no, I don't think we're... I mean, we could go back and sort of reinterpret everything that we used to do, but I don't think that's... Here and there we might extend the part or, or you know, do something else, but um, I, I'm not really that down with that, to be honest with you. I think that um, the songs that people know and love, um, at least right now, will stay that way. Um, you know, and he just learned the parts and played them, and it's cool. You know what I mean? I, I have definitely listened to Wiretap Scars like no, numerous, numerous times when it first came out. Oh, right Actually, uh, when it came out, I think I was still at my old college radio station back in back in the states and uh, spun what? the hell out of it as I could. So where was that? Uh, University of Iowa, Cary, oh, okay. University of Iowa, in Iowa City. So I don't know if you ever get back to Iowa, but uh, definitely check them out if you get a yeah, chance yeah, yeah. to. Uh, you know, play play in Iowa City. Yeah, I'll put a good I word in I for those guys. Iowa City, actually. You what's that? I think I have played in Iowa City before. Do you remember where? No, but we used to play a lot in Sioux City, Des Moines, Iowa City. I want to say it was like at a. No, that might have been in the like Dakotas. a. Was it dank dab uh, or uh, like drab a, uh, dirty, dark uh, ba- uh, biker bar? Maybe. Is Gabe's? there one right across the street from the university? Is that Iowa City? I might be thinking of the wrong yeah. place right now. Well, it's kind of. Street, but Either, I don't know. It gets blow blurry. No, play like <laughs> yeah, life on the road. But so where else are you hitting in Canada? You said you're playing different places, or oh, well, on, on this tour we just did uh, we did Montreal, Ottawa, London, and Toronto and Vancouver. But before, I mean, we've gone we've done like the Calgary, um, Jesus, we played about five Winnipeg? cities in the middle. Um, like oh man, Winnipeg. Is Winnipeg in the middle? Yeah. yeah. Um, Regina then? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Regina. Yeah, we did that. I, my, all my, my wife's family lives in Calgary, so um, that was awesome. And it was like the craziest show. Like, we walked into this, like, university ballroom, and we we're like, this is way too big. Like, this is going to be lame because there's going to be like 100 people here and no one's going to come. And there, it was so packed out and huge. Like, it was, cra- it was a crazy show. It felt like. And I was glad because that's when all of her like old uncles and stuff came to see us play, <laughs> and they're like, "Damn!" I'm like, I know. <laughs> and get some home cooking, right? Yeah. No, actually, it didn't. It just uh. in and out really quick. But I was going to ask you though too: is uh, is the success of the band? Does it surprise you then or now? I mean, when you get to places like that and you think, you know, oh, small place or you know, big place. Um, you know, I mean, there's always that. You know, the weird, you get to a big place, you think it's going to be bad, and then sometimes it's great, and sometimes you get to a small place and there's not as many people as you think there'd be, and um, it's like a daily change, it's emotion, and uh, you know, there's days when you could play to a really small crowd and it's the most amazing show, and you can play to a huge crowd and it's awful, um, it's really just kind of day by day, 
you know and we're we're certainly not like um there's no real standard with our band like we really go up and down every year you know some years we're bigger than we are the next year or whatever and it's kind of a weird dynamic to sort of uh live with you know because it does kind of mess with your head a little bit you know mm-hmm. sometimes you feel on top of the world and sometimes you feel like you don't understand why people don't care um but at the same time you get to make music which is awesome so is this your first show at richard and richards no i've been here pro- this is probably my third or fourth time playing here okay because i think i've seen that the, you guys have played uh help me out here Who, where's the hip playing tonight commodore yeah yeah we've played the commodore before and we've played um another one damn yeah I think last time we were here we were actually at the Commodore yeah but we took you know we took a year off and we're sort of rebuilding and coming back with a record that's probably not going to appeal as strongly to the heavier minded fans um which is good you know it's good to to evolve um musically so that's what I think is about this album is that I can notice a difference in your in, in the style that the the band has brought in with the with threes yeah. but it's it's one of those things where it's kind of like i like this you know it's a it's a good change it's, yeah it's, yeah I, well i think it's it wasn't the change for sake of changing it wasn't the um it wasn't trying to be something we're not you know what i mean it was taking a long time to make the record and being able to have the depth of material to be able to present an album that's more than just we wrote 12 songs here's a record i mean we wrote there was 27 finished r- songs for this record. We recorded 16. So out of those 27 that we wrote, I mean, we, we actually wrote closer to like 40 songs, but 27 were finished. Mm-hmm. And to be able to pick from there and sort of make this idea of what we're going to take to the studio, and that's when in the studio we take out the songs that are going to make this album, then you have this like way more, it's just more to choose from, more to make like a complete picture, you know. So I don't know. I'm really stoked on it, and I hope, you know, I hope it... You know, I hope people listen to it. I'm listening. You're listening. Oh yeah. <laughs> Got anything? No. Okay. I just don't want to run the run away with this on you, because I I could talk with you for hours. I think, um, but this might be potentially your your uh, last show here. Do you know that? Um, at Richards. Why is that? Because they're tearing it down. Oh, then probably. <laughs> well, that's too bad. I know. It's uh, something that we but found out last time we were here. So. Are they going to build a giant uh, condo complex? Bingo. That's too bad. You know what, though? You can't stop evolution, man. You know? I mean, you can't protect every building, every memory. Um, You sort of just got to live. And uh, it sucks because we're going through that in my downtown right now. It's a really massive, massive, massive thing that's splitting friendships apart between redeveloping and, and, uh, you know, rejuvenating our downtown, which is totally poor and torn apart and shitty. Um, Mm -hmm. They want to kind of, like, tear down the whole thing and put up a giant shopping mall and it's totally lame, but at the same time, it's like... I think it's a commonplace of any major metropolitan area, in, 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 at least in North America, at least just north wish, of the border, yeah, from where you are. Yeah, it sucks that you can't um, sort of renovate, and, you know, it sucks that this can't be part of a condo, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they can't somehow incorporate it in, like, they do much more of that style in Europe. I'm not so down with tearing down as much as, like, building onto or building around, you know? Mm-hmm. I think they've probably been doing it longer, so... We spent time here. Are you uh, familiar with the Woodward's building? Mm-mm. I don't know where that oh, is. Okay. It, it was uh, the building with the big uh, W on the top of it. Does that ring a bell to you? In, in the skyline with the glow, glowing W, the orange W? Maybe. Yeah, it does sound. They, they blew that up a few weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> well, I guess I don't have to remember it anymore. Right. <laughs> well, being replaced by condos. So. Yeah. 
It's weird. It's like Vegas. They're doing the same thing in Vegas. They're building all these condos, and they just the market just busted. So. So uh, the other thing is, too, is that um, one thing that we, we sent you guys an email and uh, it's, is it, are, are you guys kind of in with like the new media type of movement where, you know, here we are doing a podcast that, you know, we do from our, our dining room table. Right. I mean, and uh, just kind of connecting with fans in that route. Or? I'm down with anything that brings you to um, that brings you more in touch with people. I, I mean, I definitely like my. I live somewhere where I'm very left alone. Um, like my town, I'm, I'm pr- people pretty much leave me alone. Um, even though I'm probably more recognizable in that city than anywhere else. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I write a column in a paper every week in El Paso. Um, I'm totally down with like connecting and, and sort of, um, yeah, experiencing life and talking about it. And I'm a social person, so whatever way I can, I can sort of fulfill those needs. You know, and yet at the same time be able to retreat and be a total recluse and, and write music and whatever, you know, sit in my house in the basement and watch movies. Then, Were you as that way? Were you that way as a, as a child growing I, up? I have no idea. I mean, I, I, you know, it's funny how you, you sort of revise history. I mean, I, I think I remember what I was like, but then again, I, I'm just sort of making my own perception of me that I want me to be like when I was that age. You know what I mean? I remember being like hyper social yet um not having like a ton of friends like you know and i started playing in bands punk rock bands because i didn't really fit in with i couldn't play sports i was terrible at sports i was um you know kind of geeky and and uh scrawny i was really small until i was a freshman i was they call me keebler i was tiny <laughs> um and then i got really tall and didn't gain any weight so then i just became like really awkward and mm-hmm. um they called me stubby, so <laughs> short and fat. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, I don't, I mean, honestly, I don't really remember. It'd, probably, it'd be better to ask my parents what I was like, because they have a, a clear vision of it. But I know I always entertained, you know. I know that I always um, was, like, there's a part of me that wanted to, like, make people happy. You know what I mean? To, like, sort of do whatever that is that you do. At what point did you know it was going to be the front man for, uh, for a rock band? Uh, I mean, I was before at the drive, and I sang for a band for about six months, just playing guitar and singing seven or eight months, maybe. Um, like just like my senior year of high school, and it was cool. But um, I really, after that, I really enjoyed just being a guitar player. Um, but coming back to it, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I still am totally comfortable in the skin of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but the days that I feel like there's days I feel like I own it you know what I mean and then there's days where I feel like it owns me so I still go back and forth I mean I'm not I still have to work hard at this you know it's not totally like natural to me to uh to be I sort of like being the sideman a lot you know what I mean but at the same time I do enjoy like sort of having it when I want it <laughs> you know if that makes sense yeah uh, so what uh we'll get a little bit into the uh What's going on to, uh, with with I guess with the tour and everything? But what, what can we expect tonight? We're going to see a lot more of the uh, newer stuff, or we're going to see kind of a, a nice balance of um, you know it's, two it, it's a pretty good balance, I think. Um, Tony makes a set list every day, so it's kind of a I don't actually even look at it until we're on stage, and I know what I know what we start with every day, and 
don't know what we end with, but I'm in the middle is kind of like a, a journey. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah he's pretty good about mixing it up, like making sure that. I could, at this point, we have so many songs, you know. I mean, we have like 40 songs or whatever for this tour, that um, it gets a little confusing to me sometimes, like what song is in what tuning and, and the words. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds retarded, but anything that uh, hasn't made it onto the albums that you throw into the sets at all? No, no, no. Right th- at this point, we're just battling for what's like people know and love to to get itself on there. I mean, God, I don't know how like U two does it. I'm like, I don't know how they go. Okay, we have like seven hundred amazing <laughs> songs. Like, we're either gonna play for a week or you know. Right. Um, I'm gonna close this door. Okay. Get the other bands. So, got sound check going on? Yeah, that's the local band. Oh, okay. So that's uh, the Februarys. That's why I've heard of them. I know, that's why I was going to ask. I was going to be my other question is uh, what should we expect from the opening bands? But uh, I don't know if you know much about the Februarys. I don't. No, we just uh, you know our uh, our support band, our opener got their engine blew up in Cleveland, so we haven't seen them for a while. Oh, jeez. Um, not that they would have been here anyway, because they're uh, they can't come in uh-huh. with the work permits are too expensive for. Uh, you know, a band that size or whatever. But the sound team from Austin is great, man. Um, they're the main support. You'll see them. They're uh, they're pretty cool, man. Really, like, you'll find yourself just like moving, like whether you want to or not. You'll just like move. It's cool. Good. Get something. I'm just laughing. Okay. Well, we've uh, almost uh, reached the half hour here. I don't know how much longer you want to go with this, but uh, it's, it's just been a, a ball hanging out here with you, even this cool, tiny yeah. little room and the three of us. Is this some of your, um, your your chow here on the on the table? Yeah, it's kind of the. Uh, I'll give you the rough tour of my life every day. <laughs> my life starts with uh, a bottle of cheap wine, um, Jameson, which is our standard Irish whiskey, which we drink. Um, you know, not too much, but mm-hmm. it's good. Just a little pre-show. Uh, this awful crap that the other guys drink, which is the most disgusting drink the coca-cola zero ridiculous no calories though yeah but who cares it tastes like crap <laughs> you know some uh, some good natural peanut butter and right so we we, we are, is peanut butter and jelly the the pre-show uh chow before um, you know, it's just like a, it's a good snack i guess it's not super crazy yeah. carrots we we shit loads of carrots um so we can see in the dark <laughs> that's why we do it we hate them they taste like shit <laughs> But this way we can read the set list with the lights off. Oh, okay. Now oh, the tricks of the trade. Yeah, totally lying. <laughs> and then a bunch of booze, you know, basically. Great. Um, More people yeah, walking you know, in now. And we're, we're actually addicted to this stuff called Emergency now, which is uh, it's this powder supplement. comes in a little packet like Kool-Aid, and you put it in like, you know, three ounces of water, and you mix it up, and it's like all your vitamin C for the day. And it comes with like, like a immune boosting. It's amazing. Because I mean, you get sick all the time on yeah, tour. You're yeah. gonna get that now, are you? <laughs> it's, it really is amazing. Emergency, it's great, great stuff. But you need that, like when you guys are yeah late nights, early yeah. days on the road. The best advice I ever got, I read it in a magazine with this woman that was like a tour. She was a nutritionist, and she was talking about touring bands. Don't eat fried potatoes. Take vitamins. That's like the two number one things that will help you more than anything. So I immediately quit eating French fries and I started taking uh, just like a multivitamin, and I feel totally better. Mm. So. But uh, I, I guess with, with the touring and everything, do you guys uh, try to eat pretty healthily or do you guys avoid the fast food or do you kind of have it's, to bite into it every once in a while? It's almost impossible to avoid it. I wish I could do a better job of eating healthy. Um, 
Yeah, I wish I could do a better job. I don't. I do. I, honestly, yeah, we're terrible. Um, it's one of those things. It's like right now we're on a tour where we we're not really sleeping very much. Long drives. We're in a van. We're not in a bus. Um, so you kind of just eat when and where you can. That's what's so great about getting here last night is I got to eat like rad sushi. You know, I had an amazing sandwich for dinner, like good whole wheat bread. You know, like I was totally stoked because usually it's like the the veggie Arby's delight, whatever <laughs> crap. Right. Anything? <laughs> I just keep checking back to you because I don't want to miss you here. Uh, so, uh, but what's in the future for you guys? I guess you know I don't want to give away too many secrets, but I know you guys are probably thinking about it. Um, yeah, no, we, I mean, we'll be on tour for a long time. We don't have anything uh, locked in for North America next year yet, but we're going to Europe in February and March. And so that misses South by Southwest? Uh, we'll probably be back. Okay. I think the tour ends in time to go to South by Southwest, and I'd love to be there if I could, um, just because I do other things. I have, like, an imprint label um, with Doghouse that just started, and I don't know if I'd be able to, if any of my records would be out by then, but... I'd like for that to be... How recent is that? Huh? How recent is that? Um, I signed the deal like about four months ago, maybe. Okay. Um, The first record actually comes out next week, and it's me doing the music and this guy named Bobby Bird, who's a poet. You can check it out on MySpace. It's forward slash how will we know. I think we might have caught that. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah, it's a a, a painting of me and him on a porch with glasses of wine. Yeah, 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 I've seen that. Yeah, so the record comes out next week, which I won't won't tour with him, obviously, because he's... (laughs) <laughs> whatever you know like 68 or something like hangs out at home he has a company like a publishing company which is awesome but um that and then uh, uh this band called reflections uh which i'm trying to get their record out i don't know when um and then just some other stuff but i don't know if it'd be ready for south by southwest but. are these el paso bands or um well reflections is actually this guy clint newsome from this band called rhythm of black lines and he started this thing which is just him basically and you can actually check that out on MySpace too. It's amazing. It's just forward slash reflections with two S's. Okay. Because reflections was already taken, so I just added another <laughs> S, which I think is amazing. But he's a pretty, you know, he like works at a restaurant in New York, and um, he's just kind of a character, man. Um, I've known him since he was a freshman in high school, and he's a genius. Like, he's a certifiable genius. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, check it out. It's, it, you know, at some point, I'm sure I'll have some site or something that'll display all this stuff but I'm really stoked about the records I want to put out but they won't all be from El Paso <laughs> don't worry and then uh, when are you guys going to sleep um probably around 2009 <laughs> I think is when I'm I'm looking at what is that two and two three years yeah it's going to be a long I mean I hope it is long because if it's long it means that people are getting it and I really want people to get this album like I really really do I, re- I really like it's it's something that I'm so proud of that I'll sound arrogant. You know what I mean? Even though I'm not arrogant, but I'll say, get it. You know? Fucking get it. That's that's what I got to say. <laughs> well, I guess we should uh, kind of wrap it up here, because that way uh, you can kind of... What, what do you do during the, the opening acts? Do you go check them out, or do you yeah. hang out? Yeah, yeah, I check them out. I, you know, sometimes it's a little hard. Um, we have some pretty committed fans, and uh, right. and I hate to not be committed back. To them and it's kind of hard when a band's playing to like sort of carry on conversations and take pictures and I feel like I take away from them so sometimes I'll sneak in the back and and watch if I can get away with it but I mean I, I don't like going out and making a fuss you know mm-hmm. um, but yeah I, I definitely I mean I love music so right. whenever I can see it I do and well, you mentioned earlier uh, 
being that uh, recently married myself, uh, I mean, how's it, how do you do it? How do you do it on the road and um, maintain a a life? It's hard. I mean, it's really hard. Yeah. I mean, I've been married five and a half years. I met her doing this. I've been with her ten, almost ten. So she knows. You know, she gets it. Doesn't make it any easier. It doesn't make it easier when your tour gets extended a couple of weeks and you miss stuff at home. You miss like you know your nephew's football games and right. stuff like that. It's uh yeah. This age is when it starts getting a little more painful to be gone. Um, when I was 21, I didn't care. I just wanted to be gone and see the world and you know blow stuff up. Now I'm a little more like I'd really like to work on my house and <laughs> you know I'd like to have kids at some point you know but I wouldn't have kids and do this so this way at least you know. Well, I think we should kind of wind it down. Any parting thoughts for you, Rebecca? No, that's it. <laughs> I mean, just I just can't wait to see the show. Yeah, good. We've been uh, we've been really previewing uh, some of the albums because I've been I think more of a fan. I, I brought the music with me and she's been really getting into it and I was like you know we gotta go to the show we gotta go to the show and the next thing you know we get this uh, email back saying yeah we'll, we'll we'll do an interview yeah great man okay yeah, awesome. this is great so good great Continue chance getting media with, uh, with your podcast I think it's amazing I think yeah I think that uh, when the when the when the normal people get the voice get the ear of the rest of the people it's important you know I think it's really important so fuck it up man <laughs> that's what I say well thank you Jim yeah it's been awesome and uh, yeah, we'll check later from uh, back home and give a review for, of the show. All right, I'm oh, sure it's going to be awesome. It's <laughs>
fading out this song just a little early. It's called The Most Vicious Crime, which comes off of their latest album, off of Sparta's latest album, Threes. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know why I like to do those sorts of things, don't you? What? Fading so way, things out? Well, so that way you go, <laughs> you don't have the, the complete version. You have to go out there and get the album yourself. There you go. Which I really, like Like Jim said, we just mm-hmm. we, who wants people to get it, and I want you to get it, just as much as Jim does. So. I want you to get it, John. Yes. <laughs> Can I name a couple of my favorite tracks off that? Off of Threes? Yeah. Go ahead. Um... I've been listening to it on my commute in the morning <laughs> and um, little taking back control and recently false start. I like that one too. And Atlas. It's a nice little slow one. But. I, I really, you know, I, I've been bouncing between in, in the in the whole process of getting this all put together. I've been bouncing between all three albums and mm-hmm. just enjoying all of them. And I, I, I can't really, I, I can't pick I up have as well, but I've been trying to concentrate on threes or I've been trying to become more familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is, I wouldn't want to call it a vast departure, but it is different from what you've seen before from Sparta. Oh, but yeah. it's such a great. I mean, it's got. It's like Sparta has such their own sound and and structure, and mm-hmm. I re- I've really really come to enjoy it. So overall, um, I didn't mean to cut you off. Did I cut you off? Yeah. Go ahead. That's okay. <laughs> no, well, I wrote in my my summary blog post. I just like it's not. To me, it's not exactly change for the sake of change. It seems like a natural progression, especially with all the change that has gone on within the band over the last couple of years. So you should definitely try giving it a listen. Not to mention giving it a listen, but also checking them out. Because yeah. uh, we want we, we to go ahead and, and do a quick review of, of the show itself. And first off, start off with uh, the, the, your, your experience with uh, hanging out with Jim. What was your, your take on it? After the fact, post facto. <laughs> um, it was pretty good. Again, it was uh, you know a, a very casual interview, and getting to know someone, actually getting to know someone instead of like rock star interview. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and we have people coming in and out of the room. Back doors open. I know where the safe is on in Richards on Richards. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but just getting his take on everything. Um, even learning about where he's from in Texas and all the different projects he's involved with and some of the, the band's writing process and fans and how he feels about politics and how he feels about Coca-Cola Zero. And <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a really good time. It was good. Yeah, I, I have to say that he's he's a first-class uh, person all around. and uh, Down to earth. Yeah. yeah. Very easy to talk to, very easy to, uh, to get along with. We didn't get a chance to talk to any of the other uh, band members. We did pass a, a few of them. Uh, and uh, they they were very very nice guys, um, and but we didn't get a chance to, to actually spend any time with them. So mm-hmm. the show itself, yes. Do you want to start with talking let, about the opening bands a little? Let's, or? let's, let's talk a little about the opening bands because uh, we did talk about them on the podcast, and since we got to see them a little bit, uh, the Februarys, mm-hmm. their local band. Yeah. Would you think? Um. Nice effort. <laughs> no, it, it was enjoyable. It was no. They were an opening band. They they look really young. A local band. Um, I think the guy had a BHS shirt on. <laughs> I don't know if that's a local high school in the area, but you know, maybe just one of those indie. You know, I'm cool. I'm wearing a vintage tee things, but mm. you know, it was good overall. I, I liked them. <laughs> yeah, but the, also at the same time, the Canucks game was on at the back of the bar. So <laughs> yeah, they had some stiff competition. The, there was there. there was quite a crowd around the TV. But yeah, they were decent. You know, I wasn't about to run out and grab the album, but opening band, neat. If you want to check them out, though, the Februarys, um, check out their website because they do have an album that's for sale now. Oh, on 
do you have their website? I couldn't find their website. Maybe I can try and track something down. I found a couple of links. Um, Maybe they have a MySpace page, but their their big thing that night was that they had a their first like EP for sale. So they they kept touting that. So that was that was a big big night for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other band, the Sound Sound Team, team. that (laughs) we we both kind of went yeah. Lots of guys on stage, mm-hmm. and they're from Austin, which Austin, Texas, you've heard me talk about Austin very yeah. highly, many, many times, because I've only been there once, but it's a great city for live music, uh, and it makes total sense that a band like this would come out of Austin. Uh, eight guys, I think eight? I think I remember counting six. Okay, maybe, maybe it was six. eight. They were just I don't know. A lot two, of people. <laughs> and there's two guys on, on keyboards, mm-hmm. and there was a guitar Synthesizer. player. Yeah, and um, but then the, the front guy was playing guitar and then switching over to keyboards, and then you know the bass player and it's just sound. Yeah, and well, hence Music, the name. Yeah. But uh, everybody was so into it. Like the bass player constantly was just like bopping up and down. And and Jim was right. You will want to move when you see these guys. You mm-hmm. will want to move. You want to want to tap your foot or bob your head or something and uh, they definitely had like a dance party vibe in a few songs but mm-hmm. you know they definitely had uh, some really great uh, structure and different stuff to their songs mm-hmm. I don't know if you have anything else to throw on that no that's about it I, I would like to track down some of their stuff and add it to my library <laughs> and that's how I know when I, I definitely like a band mm-hmm. now Sparta yeah they kicked our ass <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I, I told you uh, beforehand uh, going into it is uh Watch Tony. Watch Tony on the drums. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and were you impressed? Was I right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. He, he just, he, he's, he's, it's just constant. It's nonstop. And uh, he just, gosh, he's got so much talent up there. Mm-hmm. Up there because I mean, Richard's, you know, the drummer's up on the, up on the upriser. So what about the, the rest of the show, though? Um, just like, I think uh, in the interview, Jim was saying they wanted to play some songs the crowd knew because it's you know a new album but also so much time has passed since th- their first album and in between and so you know the songs that they played I actually knew and I don't actually know that much Sparta aside from the new album but I knew some of them uh, either from radio singles or from what you've played mm-hmm. and and you'll know Sparta and, when you hear them but uh, yeah, yeah you don't know by heart but the crowd knew every word to every song right dancing up and down you know everybody was into it everybody was there because they love this band and mm-hmm. it was like great energy jim's voice was awesome it was it was amazing and uh, i actually tried to take a little video with the digital camera <laughs> and the sound was just too much it was overpowering but you get some just some slight hint of just how awesome it was mm-hmm. yeah they played a lot of a lot of songs that uh, at the beginning, I think a lot of people didn't quite grasp what, what next song was coming, but I'd lean over to you and be like, oh, blah, 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 you know, <laughs> <laughs> here comes air. And you're like, what? Air? What? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but they, they played a, everything that I think that they did play, I, you know, I, I didn't leave feeling like I didn't, oh, I didn't get to hear this song. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't disappointed in, in, in that that respect. You know, they played everything that, and it wasn't it was awesome. all just their hits. They played stuff off the new album that people hadn't heard yet. And there's even one song that they played. And oh, I don't know the name of it. It's on threes. I think it was in the first song of the encore, maybe. And they came back and they were singing it. And um, after saying the chorus a few times, uh, Jim kind of stepped away from the mic. And the whole crowd just sang the chorus. Mm-hmm. And it was a new song. But just like, everyone was just so into it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, he reinforces that, you know, he's always had a, a good following in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And it was sold out. I mean, what more could you ask for? Sold out night at Riches and Richards in the same night that the Tragically Hip are playing up the street <laughs> of the Commodore. Uh-huh. I mean, it, it really shows that they, well, I mean, you can't compare the two bands, obviously. Yeah. But, um, and plus the Hip are in town for four nights in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going with this? <laughs> well, it's just, they're, they're two different complete entities, yeah. but, uh, you know, the jam-packed house and everyone was everyone stayed till the end and yeah. it was just it was amazing one encore and of course the last song they played was uh, cut your ribbon you yeah. know that was their the one big single that came off of uh, wiretap scars so i still look back on it in such fun memories and it will be one of my it was almost like you gave me a birthday present sending <laughs> in that email you know that's how awesome that was mm-hmm. so thank you you're welcome and you know we're thank gonna you, sparta <laughs> yeah Thanks, Jim. <laughs> I, I hope Jim enjoyed it as much as we did, and um, hopefully you've you enjoyed the interview as well. Because you know you, you get to the, the experience a little, you know a lot of what we get to experience. You know, you heard mm-hmm. the the sound of the the people in the background, the, the, the not so crazy, but it was crazy kind of you know people running around and uh, you know people coming in and out, and you know we were there before everybody got inside the door, so everyone was preparing uh, the bar and everything like that. So mm-hmm. what were we gonna say? What's one thing that you forgot? both times and we have to do next time we do this if we do this again liners yes so jim if you're listening <laughs> john needs a liner for the podcast <laughs> yeah he said that uh, uh oh gosh john a blank his bass bass player oh gosh i'm gonna kick myself being matt a keely matt keely matt. matt 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 bass player um yeah me being a amateur bass player myself that, that's why i get really upset about that but being that i forgot his name uh he being that he's the the big podcaster guy maybe he could record it for us in of us you never know but i really wish i would have got one from aberdeen city i wish i would have got one from electric six. Oh well or from matt good too and, or from matthew good you never know <laughs> see if you we're learning out. we're learning these things it's all experiment it's all <laughs> process it's it's all about growing up yes are you having fun uh-huh. john oh yeah yeah Definitely. <laughs> anyway, we'll wrap this one up and uh, say our farewells, and you know, be watching for more stuff like this. Oh yeah, we're not going to stop. I, I have a few tr- tricks up my sleeve. A couple of emails, a couple of drafts I've saved. <laughs> and you know, the thing is, is that I don't necessarily know what it is that she sends out sometimes. And then you come back with me, and it's like, just let me know if I shouldn't be sending anything out. I'm like, go ahead, email. <laughs> is it okay? <laughs> Just do it. Don't ask me. Just do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, if you're a band, you never know. Mm-hmm. You never know if we might show up at one of your shows. <laughs> Please have us at one of your shows. <laughs> <laughs> you put us on the guest list and we're there. Say free liquor. Ho, ho, ho. We <laughs> haven't out. had that yet. No, we haven't. Don't want to push our luck. <laughs> oh, one can dream. All right, we'll check you later. Bye-bye. Adios. Adios.